with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. It is just past 9 on a Tuesday morning. Alan Richard in the host chair. Steve back on the board to help me along. Got a good show lined up. Now, we're going to start... Last week, I headed up to the Nachaco branch of the Prince George Public Library and had a chat with Leslie Hilder up there, and I said, holy cow, it looks like things are getting busy again up here. Yes, yeah, we've really um, increased activity um, in the community uh, and at the library. Um, One thing that we're uh, particularly excited about that's coming up is our uh, Friends of the Library book sale, uh, which is on June 8th. And ninth. So this coming weekend? Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, we try to hold um, uh, Friends of the Library book sales um, multiple times of the year at both branches. Yes. So we, this is out the Nichaga Branches spring book sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all facilitated by our volunteers of the Friends of the Library. And they work really hard um, to get all of our um, discards together, put them in a nice... Mm-hmm. Um, set up in the room, and so we're going to have um, a members only on the Friday. Right. Um, and the good thing about the members <laughs> only is it's really easy to become a member. Yeah. So if you're worried about that, <laughs> um, you can pay a five dollar membership at the door, and you can get right in. Boom. And you basically get first yeah. pick. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then on Saturday, um, that's anybody can come. Um, and I, sh- I. The hours are, I believe, 3 to 5 on Friday mm-hmm. uh, and 10 to 2.30 on Saturday. Okay. So just keep that in mind, too, if you want to yeah. come and shop. Now, and I'm guessing it's the same as at the downtown branch as well, yes. but it's by donation. Correct. Yes. yes. Yeah. So um, pay whatever you feel is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, I know, I don't think I've ever been to the one up here. I've been to the one downtown a few times. Yeah. It seems to me... It's almost like going to a used bookstore because there isn't a lot of rhyme or reason to where things are. Correct. They they definitely try to keep um, genres together. Yeah, but. Um, but if you're like, oh, do you have any by um, Jerry Connolly? Um, yeah. You're just going to have to yeah, <laughs> roll point, the dice. <laughs> they'll point and say, try over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so now, heading into summer. Yes. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that means um, programs, especially for the little ones, are starting to pick up. Yes, so we, on uh, June 14th, uh, here at the Nichaca Branch, we're having our second stuffy sleepover. Uh-huh. Um, have you heard of the stuffy sleepover? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a fan favorite. Um, so it includes um, a story time mm-hmm. um, for children aged 0 to 5 uh, and their favorite stuffed animal. Yes. And then the children are going to leave their stuffy behind, mm-hmm. and their stuffy's going to have a sleepover in the library, uh-huh. and the stuffy gets to have all sorts of adventures. I was going to say, it's yes. going to be like most sleepovers, yes, right? Not exactly. much sleep going on. No. No. Shenanigans for the yes. stuffies. Um, so that's really, uh, that's really fun. And uh, that's my registration, so if folks want to come, they just got to give us a call, and we can sign them and their child and their stuffy up. Mm-hmm. And then, as I understand it, when the kids all leave and the stuffies start their sleepover, you guys have actually got some spies who are still going to be here, though. Yes. Yes, we do have... The stuffies won't be completely unsupervised. No. Um, and we will have somebody who's helping them uh, document their adventures. Ah, okay. And uh, you'll be able to pick up a little 
uh, photo album the next day when you pick <laughs> up your stuffy. Now, you've done this before? We, we've, yes, Stuffy Sleepover okay. is, um, uh, it's very popular. We've been doing yes. it for years. This is only Duchaco's second time of doing it. Okay. So I'm really excited about yeah. that. Is that, um, yeah, we're getting, we're trying to get more, uh, mm-hmm. more of those unique programs at Nichaco as well. Yeah. Now, are you finding Nichaco is more of almost like a neighborhood library to some extent than the Barb Harkins branch? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Chaco branch has an extremely strong community. It also has a very uh, long history uh, mm-hmm. in the community. Um, we are, yeah, there's, our patrons are so um, wonderful and loyal and um, have so much love uh, and support for their library. And it's, it's really a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we're the smaller branch, but mm-hmm. we're, uh, everybody who who walks in seems to like take like a deep breath and a sigh. I almost do it every morning too. You walk in, you just go ah, here at the Chaco Branch, and um, yeah, it's. Um, so I'm not sure. No, I don't know if you're familiar with the Chaco Branch history, um, but very very vague. I'll, I'll give, I'll give yeah. a little yeah. a short little. <laughs> um, so in so there's been a library in the Heart Highlands. Um, since the 70s and when the heart community was amalgamated with Prince George Mm -hmm. um, the demand was that the library stays so um, that became part of it and that's how for example why the Heart Highway has a public library branch but say other um, Mm. college heights doesn't (laughs) (laughs) and it's because there was already one here and it was so well uh, supported Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so since 19, I think it was 1975, Jeez. the Nechaco branch was established. Yeah. Now, has it always been here? It hasn't always been in the Heart no. Central Mall. I think it moved here in about 1995. Okay. Um, it had a couple of other locations, I think in the, um, gosh, I think it was in a portable at one point, mm-hmm. and I think it was in near Kelly Road uh, at yeah. one point, yeah, and then it moved here in 1995. So obviously more room. The biggest reason for probably moving here, yes, more yeah. room for everything. Yeah, I think so. And um, and I, I mean, it is it's so convenient, right? That oh yeah, everything that you need here in the mall. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, because people can come to the mall and they yeah. say, oh, by the way, I've got some books to drop off, and I wanted to see if they got that new one in by so and so. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing then your staff and the customers probably know each other really well for the most part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely. Um, I mean, you, it all, like all relationships are built over, um, over time and trust Mm -hmm. and, and everything like that. But, uh, for sure, you know, there's less of us, so there's less, um, um, changeover and a shift in a day, Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff (laughs) like that. Yeah. So you really do get to know each other and your patrons and it's. Yeah, it's really lovely. And it's easy then, I guess, for one of the staff people, they see somebody come and say, oh, we got that book that you wanted. Yes. <laughs> it, it's finally off of hold. We got yeah. it for you. Yeah, and they'll, and they'll come in and they'll tell us and they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, you remember this that you recommended to me? Oh, I loved it. It was so good. Or they'll make recommendations to us and say, I think you would really like this. Okay. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, and then how often does it happen that somebody has read a book and says, I'm pretty sure there's other people in the community who would love it. And so they come to you and they say, can you guys order a copy or two of this book in for the library? 
Oh yeah, we. I mean, mm-hmm. we take requests all the time, recommendations mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, there's procedures to follow in yes. terms of our, you know, our budget and um, oh, come on, all budget. that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely, and mm-hmm. uh, and we even we do it ourselves. Like we always say that. Um, the library employees are some of the biggest library users, oh, right? Like yes. we put in our own requests and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, do your requests sometimes find themselves sneaking up towards the head of the line for? Uh, no, 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 of course no, not. No, actually, no, because that's no. actually that's actually not allowed. Okay. That is that is fraud. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> you go. It goes by order, but that's okay. Yeah. Because uh, uh, you're also, if you're somebody who puts in a lot of requests and a lot of holds, mm. you also always also have a ton at a time. Yes. So you don't need to bump anything else up because you're already twenty bucks behind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have some friends you can relate to. Yes. <laughs> TBR pile is always big. <laughs> yes. Um, the other thing I'm thinking of when I was coming in here is do you guys ever hold events outside like I know it's tough because the parking lot is right there but still it seems to me you could block off a little bit of the parking lot some one day we haven't done it yet no, it's definitely but. you know there's always conversations when there's events that we want to do mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that we always have to we always talk about the space yes. uh, and what's possible. Um, in the past, the mall themselves have held um, night markets uh, oh. and stuff like that. And when they do that, we usually try to get a spot mm-hmm. uh, and we get a table and everything like that so we can be um, a part of that. But that's usually a little bit further down in the mall. So, yeah. yeah. Now, with a lot of the events that the downtown branch holds, a lot of them I'm noticing as well now because we get their little pamphlets. Yep is a lot of them will have it's on a specific date down there and then possibly a week later it's up here is that getting to be more and more common where they're saying we're not going to worry about whether or not we think this event will work at the heart it's going to work at the heart because they take they get everything <laughs> we um i mean programming is very um uh, complex for yes. sure and it's for me i always just ask um, that the community engagement team that they just try, yeah. you know. Uh, so as you said, we um, we do try to um, cycle through, and we so we say if it's an event that happens every week, um, mm-hmm. we'll try and do three weeks downtown and one week up here. Yeah. Um, and we're always, um, I say we, but the community engagement team is is always evaluating yeah. uh, frequently um, on how programs are doing and if we can tweak them in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want us to try. I don't want us to make any assumptions about um, the community up here no. or, or anything like that. I want us to um, it, be here for the community f- to try new things. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we had one program a while ago. Um, it was called Bad Art. And mm. I think a mm-hmm. lot of um, a lot of the people who attended, they weren't even from the heart community. Because oh. <laughs> they, they came in and I was like, I yeah. don't know these yeah. people. These are new faces. Yeah. And it turns out they were... Uh, they just they followed the program. They okay. Just, yeah, they just wanted yeah. to attend. So they've been they've been doing it downtown. Yeah. And they said, I want to do more bad art. Yep. Yep. So, so they just drove up the hill. And <laughs> yeah. And you looked at it, and they said, Yeah, you, you're perfect for bad art. Yeah. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. You're. You know what? We're all perfect for bad art. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. School is out. Yes. But almost. 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 Can feel it Does that usually mean more use for the library because parents and kids tend to start showing up more? 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have um, a lot of young families uh, in the heart. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, summertime comes and... Um, and uh, you and I were looking at the graphic junior graphic novels oh, earlier, and there's these big gaps on the shelf, and <laughs> and so especially in the summer, children will come and they'll just take armfuls of books. Yeah. You know, when it's the school year, they might just take you know a couple for the week. Yeah. But in the summer, if they're going on a camping trip or oh. something like that, you know, they can read five books a day. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they'll just take out armfuls and armfuls Jeez. of books. Yeah. Yeah, so our shelves get pretty empty in the summer. <laughs> now, in the summer, do you also tend to maybe bring in a couple of more reading programs during the week? We will have a summer reading program mm-hmm. this summer. Um, our community engagement team is working on that as we speak. Uh-huh. So we don't have, I don't know the theme yet. I don't know the dates yet. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but goal, we did this last year too. Um, we had a, We always had a summer reading program day. Downtown, mm-hmm. which involved um, crafts, games, yeah. uh, and it was drop-in. And then we had the same events and everything uh, at the Nechaco branch as well. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm hoping that we do yeah. the exact same thing, and those yes. were very well attended. I can imagine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you have people who call you sometimes and just... Checking to make sure you're open on a specific date. <laughs> like they, they would know the hours. Yes. But do you get people who are still calling and say, oh, I wasn't sure if you're going to be open today. I wasn't sure if you're going to be open this late. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had somebody call yesterday. It was a Monday. It was mm-hmm. 1030. And we're, you know, except for holidays, I guess we're usually open. So, and they said, oh, I was just calling to see if you're open. Yeah. And I said yes. <laughs> well, they may have thought it's Memorial Day in the States. Oh, yeah. so. think you're right. I didn't yes. even think of that. No. I'm not saying that's yeah. what it was, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, they've been hearing maybe on TV all day. Right. Well, it's holiday Monday, and they're going, oh, I don't know where holidays. I better check on the library. And you know what you just made me remember is there is a library in the States called Prince George County. And we do get calls from them, <laughs> for them sometimes. So you're right. Maybe that was an American. Who was okay. Yes. And I broke their heart because. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're not observing Memorial Day. Why would we? <laughs> so, if people want to find the Chapel Branch of the Public mm-hmm. Library, where is it? So we're located in the Heart Central Mall. Um, we are in what I consider the strip mall portion. Yes. So there is a mall that um, has like you know has specific hours to the mall, and you go in, um, and there's several businesses there. Um, uh, I'm going to get the direction wrong, <laughs> but so we're we're further down. So we're um, there's the um, there's the bank. And then there's um, a new restaurant that's opening up, and then there's us, um, and there's like the liquor store and trendsetters mm-hmm. um, and Fabricland. So we're more in that strip mall. Um, okay. Yeah, and we're the, at the other end of Fabricland. And the nice thing is, because you're in the strip mall, mm-hmm. if you want to, you can set your own hours for a specific event. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's you're right. We're uh, we have that control over our own hours, which is nice. Yes. Unlike somebody who's locked inside the mall. Yes. <laughs> Leslie Hilder with the Nechako branch of the Prince George Public Library. We need to take a quick break. Be back with some more after nine. You ever thought to yourself, boy, it'd be nice to have a show that only features pop rock into a from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the odd time a little bit nearer? Well, you found the place. Saturday evenings, 9 to 11, it's all the map with Jimmy James, and it's the show that does feature pop rock into a from those decades. 
There's also the 930 1970s feature track, the 10 o'clock double shot, and to put the wraps on every week's show, the final vinyl feature. So tune in Saturday evenings 9 to 11. It's all the map with Jimmy James, only here on 93.1 CFISFM. Are you thinking of selling your business? It's Dave Fuller here, a business coach and a business broker living right here in Prince George. The challenge of being a business owner is that much of our retirement funds are often tied up in the business. If you are getting ready to retire and sell your business, give me a call, 250-617-7467, and we can talk confidentially about how much your business might be worth and how you might be able to get that money out of the business and into your pocket. Again, Dave Fuller, 250-617-7467, or check out our website, pivotleader.com. At Pivot Leader, we help you grow, train, and sell your business. You're invited for free cake and coffee. Coop's Bike Shop is celebrating their 50th anniversary Saturday. That's right. Coop's Bike Shop has been locally owned and operated for 50 years. Coop's Bike Shop has amazing giveaways and draws, door crasher sales, brand sales reps on site, a fundraising barbecue plus free face painting by Mandy Pavola. Get your best deals of the year at Coop's Bike Shop's 50th anniversary sale. One day only, Saturday from 10 to 4 at 1659 Nicholson Street forecast from Environment Canada. Sunny today, wind becoming south 20 this afternoon, a high of 21 with a high UV index. Clear tonight, south winds becoming light this evening, a low of 3 with a risk of frost. For Wednesday, sunny, a high of 26 with a high UV index. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now, in previous years, I have chatted with Lisa Redpath about the Great Northern Chili Cook-Off, normally held on the uh, lawns at the front of Studio 2880. But this year, Lisa, it's not going to be there, and there's going to be a lot more going on this weekend. Yeah, it'll certainly look a lot different. Um, and so we are at Kim One ah. this year and with the BC Gourmet Festival. Yeah. So the, the Prince George Potter's Guild will bring their their extremely popular chili cook-off mm-hmm. um, into Kin 1. Uh, yeah, we're going indoors. <laughs> um, uh, as much as I love Mother Nature, she doesn't always cooperate. No. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to try it this year, and, and certainly um, this is a bigger event, uh, and the chili cook-off is just one element. Well, yeah, so, because it's the Gourmet Arts Festival, and it's not um, just one day. It's, what, three days? Yeah, it, it's modeled after Studio Fair, certainly an event that we have nurtured for over 50 mm-hmm. years in this community. And um, so, it, and it's all about the food, and that's what we've heard mm-hmm. for many years with Studio Fair. They love the food artisans. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is it's very specific to the appetite. Um, and so we open Friday uh, from 1 to 8, and from 5 to 8 we will have the Multicultural Heritage Society. They will be doing um, a, an international uh-huh. tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really invite people to come out and to support them. Uh, this is a fundraiser internally for them. Um, and then Saturday from 11 till 2, will be the Great Northern Chili Cook-Off, mm-hmm. and once again, a huge fundraiser for the Prince George Potter's Guild. And and we certainly, that's always been a big attendance day. Yes. Um, and then Sunday, we have a pancake breakfast from 10 until noon, mm-hmm. or, or it would be a brunch. It would be a brunch for some people. Well, yeah. Uh, and that all the proceeds go to Share Hope, and that is to support um, the Ukrainian refugees coming into our community and right. making sure that they are supported. Um, in a very difficult time for them. 
Uh, and then from 1 until 3 o'clock, we have the Top Taste Challenge, which is another we did last year because this is our second annual. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's local chefs being given the secret ingredient for, for the year. And they and the public gets to vote um, on that as well. And, and, of course, we have food artisans from all over um, and something for everybody. Uh, you know, some some will recognize some of the favorites from Studio Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, others are certainly local and regional. Um, but you know, Prince George has always supported its culinary um, artisans and chefs and restaurants. We have, like I said, we have a big appetite up here, <laughs> and so we're you know we're very. Um, optimistic about year two uh obviously it'll look a lot different than year one um but we we learned something last year um and we just wanted to bring it all indoors where we have more control over the weather (laughs) i i would think one of the things that i would learn if i was involved with this is make sure i eat before i come over you don't want to come to a food fair (laughs) feeling hungry to start with (laughs) i suppose i I guess the logic yeah if you're going to costco have have some beat before you go yeah but i I don't encourage that come starving especially especially we'll make sure you have something to eat now the, the multicultural food fest on friday that almost sounds like an advance, if you will, on um, Canada Day at the park. Yeah, yeah, and this is something that uh, the society has done fantastically over the years. Mm-hmm. It's modeled after that. Um, obviously, we're we're baby steps in, um, yeah. so it, we want it to grow and we want to support them as well. You know, and so it's important for the Community Arts Council to support our partnered organizations in their fundraising efforts. So with with the Multicultural Heritage Society, Prince George Potter's Guild, uh, Share Hope, and the Top Taste Challenge, um, which the proceeds, uh, you know, it's also being donated. Um, You know, it it is, you know, we're very, very, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend, exhausting, but, you know, we'll... We'll uh, come out with, you know, probably a five pounds heavier. <laughs> well, you just got to remember, okay, if I'm going to eat, now I've got to spend some time just running around from one booth to the next to make sure everything's working right. Well, this is it, yeah. you know, and, and certainly stock up. If, if you're going camping for the weekend, oh. we've, got, we've got food items for that. And I did want to mention to our local guilds, um, you know, and they, they really are the foundation of the Community Arts Council, Prince George Potter's Guild, the Fiber Arts Guild, um, the Artist Workshop, um, you know, and, and all our partner organizations such as um, Prince George Tourism and BCNE, uh, you know, and, and the David Douglas Botanical Society will be on hand as well. So. Okay. Yeah, and, and of course, yeah, the wood turners. We love the wood turners. So yeah. get your salad bowls. <laughs> now, the Potter's Guild, they provide the bowls for the chili cook-off. Yes. And I seem to recall when we've been talking about this in the past, talking specifically about the chili cook-off, you were saying you sometimes would talk to somebody who had like 20 bowls at home, and they just kept it, saving each bowl. Yeah, this is, this has become, and, and as we've sort of talk to people who have come many years they come for to to add to their collections because mm-hmm. they're very unique they mm-hmm. all they're all kind of the same size yeah. and and there's always a, a new design and color you know glaze of the year right oh, yeah. you know am, am i wanting to see two people fight over a bowl 
well, maybe I do. (laughs) You know, it's going to be, it's always the hardest part is selecting. Yes. What you want to take home. And it is a tremendous value, right? Mm -hmm. So you buy the bowl, you've got 12 teams, sample, and these samples, there's, and I challenge anybody even with a big appetite to get around to 12 teams. Yeah. So, and you get to keep the bowl. You can't get that deal anywhere else. This is phenomenal. Um, so certainly, you know, bring the family, um, tell your friends. We we want to grow this event much like Studio Fair. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to say I'm committed to the next 50 years, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm going to last it. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know, um, certainly our organization is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we want, we need the public to support live events, uh, not just this event, but all of live events in this community. Okay. Um, get out, get a ticket, attend and be present. Okay, Lisa, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk some more about the BC Gourmet Arts Festival after nine. Your Prince George Council of Seniors is coordinating the United Way's Better at Home program. If you are 55 plus and could use help with grocery shopping or some light housekeeping, contact the Prince George Council of Seniors Better at Home coordinator at 250-564-5888 to see if you qualify for these services. It's all designed to help seniors remain independent. Better at home from the United Way and your Prince George Council of Seniors. Call 250-564-5888. Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Learn to love your smile again at Der Denture Center. Der Denture Center offers a full range of denture services from partial dentures to complete dentures. Same-day repairs are also available. Der Denture Center is located on the third floor of the Victoria Medical Building with easy elevator access. Come in for a free complimentary consultation. No referral required. For help with your existing set or if you need new, Der Denture Center in the Victoria Medical Building. Call 250-562-6638. Learn about dementia from anywhere by participating in the Alzheimer's Society of BC's live Wednesday webinars. Join the Alzheimer's Society for part one of a four-part series showcasing the Flipping Stigma on its Air Toolkit Wednesday afternoon at 2. Registration and more details are available through the webinars section at alzbc.org. Flipping Stigma. How to Recognize and Respond to Stigma and Discrimination, Wednesday afternoon from 2 to 3 from the Alzheimer's Society of B.C. through alzbc.org. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Lisa, you were saying before the break, 12 teams this year for the Great Northern Chili Cook-Off. Are some of them the usual suspects, shall we say? I think there are, um, and and we used to do the organizing for this, but mm. now the Potter's Guild specifically is oh, doing it, so okay. I'm not necessarily privy oh. to, uh, to uh, the teams that are attending yet. I think that information is going to be released tomorrow, oh. I believe, or, okay. or for the weekend. Um, I do know that the winner from last year, which is the Jim Patterson group, is, is coming back to defend their title. Oh. And uh, and they they certainly yeah they they had an amazing chili last year <laughs> and uh, so we we certainly cheer them on 
Do you, you mean somebody beat Shirley Barnes' team? Yeah, I, I, I don't think Shirley could attend last year. Okay. We, oh, that's we, how, that's we, how they managed to be here. We changed our date, okay. but I do know she is coming back this year. Oh, oh uh, yeah, so it's going to yeah. be a showdown. It's going <laughs> to be a real showdown there. It is, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it is, it, it's just, it's a very fun event. It's all about the food <laughs> and community. Yes. So, you know, you can't go wrong on that level. No, and I... I know I've never actually taken part in it because I am not big on spicy foods. And some of those chilies were pretty spicy from what I heard. But I know some people said they kind of wished that there was a way that they could put up little signs on each of the team tables with, you know, say one to five peppers for how hot it was so they could sort of figure out what order they wanted to do things in. That's true. Yeah, that certainly would be helpful. I'll make that suggestion. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it's it's not necessarily the level of, of heat. It's the, no. it's the flavor, right? Yeah. It's the just the volume of, you know, all different spices. And, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm always absolutely amazed at some of the ingredients <laughs> that go into these chilies. So, you know, I have, I've been privy to many years of, of the secret ingredient, which I will go to my grave with. But, yes. uh, yeah. And then, of course, speaking of secret ingredients, that's the key point in the Top Taste Challenge on Sunday, isn't it? It, it is, definitely. And it's the haunted peach hot sauce is, is oh. the ingredient. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's, you know, it, it's one of my huge favorites from Birch and Boar, who mm. are sponsors of this event. Okay. Um, and so um, William and his team have... They, they had bacon last year. Well, he doesn't love bacon, right? And just serve the bacon the by itself. Yeah. Just serve the bacon by itself. That's my dish. Boom. <laughs> you had me at bacon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to mess things up. I'm just going to serve bacon. Exactly, yeah. And, uh, you know, as famous as they are for their bacon, which I encourage mm. everybody to go get some bacon from Birch and Boar, um, that haunted peach hot sauce, and, and really there's, there's many flavors that William and his team have created. They're phenomenal, mm. absolutely phenomenal. And now, so hot sauce does open up a lot of possibilities too, doesn't it? Like, I, it's maybe not a breakfast thing, but lunch or dinner very, very much. Well, I, I put it on my my scrambled eggs, oh, so okay. it is a breakfast thing for me. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm curious to seeing what the, what the chefs have have in store. Uh, mm. I think there will always be the oddball mm. who may just come out of some left field and win it all. So you know, it's yeah. it, and, and and the public gets to vote, which yeah. you know, any any time the public gets to choose, oh, I think we all we all yes. win, right? Now, how many chefs are going to be taking part? There's six in the top oh, case. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and they're all like local chefs. They are, yeah. And we have Kate um, from Baller Food. She's defending her title. She won last oh. year. Okay. Which is an amazing creation. Yeah, uh, everybody was very impressed with that. And so the big thing, I guess, is they know what the secret ingredient is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm guessing, does Birch and Boar then supply the secret ingredient on the day of? And, the, um, and there, it's, it's my understanding. It's ready for pickup right now. Done at oh, Birch and Boar, okay. and all the chefs have been um, have been uh, informed. Okay. And yeah, and so. You know, and we do encourage, try, try all of the, the creation, vote for your favorite, yeah. and then, you know, go to Birch and Boar's booth and, you know, load up, mm. because, mm. Uh, you know, it, this is a quality, quality food item. Yeah, and the other thing yeah. is, you've now gotten some ideas on what to use it on. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course, yeah, your, maybe different ideas. Yeah. yeah, your food may not taste quite as good as the food that the uh, chefs prepared, but you never know. Well, you know, it's the home chef versus the restaurant chef. Yeah. I, I think anybody that's invested in in good cuisine and good eating and quality food, I think you know that's yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. Now, for people who are interested in going. How do you get in? Like, can you pre-purchase tickets, or is it just at the door, or how uh, does this work? Yeah, at the door. So okay. it's it's five dollars, uh, and that goes to support the community arts council, and right. that gets you in. And it, certainly, all of the booths, all of the partner organizations, all of the internal fundraising efforts, we just encourage the community to come support. Mm-hmm. We open to the public on Friday at one o'clock, and we go right till eight. Saturday from ten until six. And Sunday from 10 till 4. So it's very familiar to studio fair hours. Yeah. And uh, like I said, this is this is a sister event to that, that we're, you know, we're just very, very enthusiastic about. And now the one kind of nice thing that I seem to recall from happening with studio fair sometimes is you're not on the time change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, always on the time change. Always the Sunday, right? Yeah. So... Um, so now yeah. we're in the middle of June. There's no time change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, we we got lucky there, didn't we? <laughs> yes. Well, it's just it, it was great planning on your part, Lisa. Thank you. Go with Thank that. You. Go with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now, if people want more information about anything to do with the BC Gourmet Arts Festival, how do they get it? Well, you, we have a great website, and that's bcgourmet.ca, mm-hmm. and we certainly encourage everybody to go, and you can look at some of the events. Um, we have uh, Christy as the, the food, local food blogger. He's done a lot of blogging for us on some of the elements that mm-hmm. you'll see, and you'll see the blog section. Um, and, of course, a whole list of our, our 2023 makers um, and all of the participating elements that go into this event. and. You know, it, it's a lot of work, but it's our pleasure to yeah. be able to produce it and bring it to the community. And just to be clear again, everything's taking place in Kin One. Kin One, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and you, you enter through the atrium. Yep. Okay. Lisa Redpath with the BC Gourmet Arts Festival. Thank you very much. And we're going to take a break, and I may have to grab something to eat before we go to our next guest, because now I've gotten hungry. <laughs> I know. Thanks for letting Thanks, us know. Al. Thank okay. you so much. Take care. Take Bye. another quick break and be back with more after nine. This flood and wildfire season rely on and share information from the official government websites and social media pages. Visit the BC government's website for up-to-date information on emergency situations. Valuable information is also available from the City of Prince George, the BC Wildfire Service, Northern Health, and the Regional District of Fraser Fort George. Be cautious about connecting with services through Facebook and Facebook Messenger, which ask for donations and claim to support evacuees, as these are often scams. The City of Prince George does not hire individuals or private companies to provide support services. It will be an evening of family Nerf fun on Friday at the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library. It's the Teens versus Adults Nerf Night, and it's up to you whether you want to team up as a family or challenge each other in the fights. Nerf Night is for ages 13 to 18 and their adults, and there is free, limited registration. To register for Nerf Night, call 250-563-9251. Teens versus Adults Nerf Night, Friday from 5.45 to 8 at the Downtown Library. 
Olamipo Bandele is afraid of missing out. Having immigrated to Canada from Nigeria, Bandele longs for the comforts, rhythms, and familiar faces of home. She acknowledges this yearning by reconnecting through the art form she knows best, fashion. Stop by the gallery to check out this unique glimpse at Nigerian culture. Fear of missing out from Olamipo Bandele on through July 2nd at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. Forecast from Environment Canada. Sunny today, wind becoming south 20 this afternoon, a high of 21 with a high UV index. Clear tonight, south winds becoming light this evening, a low of 3 with a risk of frost. For Wednesday, sunny, a high of 26 with a high UV index. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we're back, and it's time for our monthly chat with somebody down at Books and & Company. And today, it's Kaylee Vandermeer. Now, Kaylee, I know in the next couple of weeks, parents or teachers and students are going to hear those words they love, schools out, which are also words a lot of parents dread. Now, when you were on summer holidays and you were picking your reading, were you taking books that were lighter to read, or did you like to use that as maybe, I'm going to read War and Peace this summer? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> I go light all the time. <laughs> War and Peace is, I, you know what, that's, I do really like reading Alexander Dumas. He's my favorite mm. classical writer. Yeah. So, um, Count of Monte Cristo is my favorite classical novel, and uh, Three Musketeers is wonderful as well. But that's pretty much the extent of my delving into the classic lit. I just don't have the attention span for it, unfortunately. <laughs> So even when you're on holidays and you can devote more time to a session of reading if you want, you still just don't like doing it. I well, time is different than light lighter reads. Yes. Right. Like I, um, one of the favorite things that I've ever read that really I could have only read on vacation was N.K. Jemisin's. Um, uh, I think it's House of a Hundred Thousand Sons. Oh mm. my goodness! I've, I've talked about it before. I think. Yes. Um, but that was the big, beefy, all three books in one massive brick of a book, right? Jeez. And I tried to read the first book prior to that and just couldn't do it. It was a really, it's, her world building is incredible, mm-hmm. but I just wasn't able to keep my, my attention span there. Um, but then I had two weeks, and so that was the only book, book I brought with me. Usually I bring three or four, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm going to get through this. <laughs> and once I got through the first book and got into the second book, it was like easy read. It wasn't uh, like it took up a lot of time, and there was you had to you know give it your full attention, but I was hooked. I couldn't put mm-hmm. it down. So I don't necessarily go for like quick books, but I mm-hmm. go for I don't want to read about, you know, I, I don't often read a lot of, Biographies. I've only recently started reading a lot of the nonfiction stuff and trying to learn because a lot of it is uh, just a consistent depressing mood. Yes, <laughs> and you got to be in the right mindset for that. Um, but uh, but I do right now. I'm uh, particularly looking for lighter reads. I've actually that was one of the things I wanted to bring up was the new genre that I found oh. that I'm trying to build up. Okay. Um, have you heard of solar punk? Solar punk? Solar punk. Like in The Sun and Mohawk Hairdos. Yeah, you, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do, you think, what do you think the solar punk genre is? Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, well, punk, like in maybe cyberpunk or something, but maybe okay. more concerned with like green energy, solar energy. Well done, you nailed it. 
Okay, I'm going home now. I'm on a yeah, hot street. Done. I'm going to buy done. a lottery Rita's ticket. Done. I'll carry it on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Solar Punk is a, uh, I think it's only fairly recently been named. It's been around for a long time. Just it's it's had different names, but Solar Punk is the one that I stumbled at, uh, across the genre named as. It's also known as Positive Futurism, but it is a movement that uh, envisions uh, like a, a green utopia, utopian mm-hmm. ideal as opposed to, you know, you see a lot of dystopias in fiction and that kind of stuff. So now there's a, a growing movement towards sustainability um, you know, people working with the environment, people working with each other, and it's a little bit of a symbiotic relationship. Um, and uh, the recent Pixar movie, I think it's called Strange Planet or Strange World, mm-hmm. that was uh, a solar punk visioning of a community. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of books that have been put out that touch on it, but a lot still have a lot of those dystopian feels because, you know, the world has to break down. And actually, a lot of the books that I've found, that's still a requirement. you got to break down the world before you can build it back up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been trying to find books that follow that movement to hopefully, you know, you come away with it with a sense of hope and mm-hmm. uh and some ideas for, you know, how things could improve and move forward. Now, is it called solar punk because there is very much an emphasis on solar power? When you started describing it, I was thinking, well, that sounds like it could be called eco-punk. It could be called eco-punk. I think, and this is my interpretation of it as someone who's played and watched a lot of uh, games, movies, media Mm. in the cyberpunk line, I think it's actually a response to cyberpunk being so popular. Because cyberpunk, and really my only complaint about a lot of the cyberpunk games that I've played, is that it's always night, it's always dark. (laughs) Neon is a really, really big factor in a lot of that stuff, and it's beautiful, but I miss the sunshine in those games. I miss green in those games. And that is part of the genre is that, like, you know, it's kind of a cement jungle feel. Mm-hmm. And solar punk, in my opinion, is the reason that name was picked was because it's an antithesis to that of, like, lots of green, lots of sunshine, um, you know, not the cyberpunk towns and often are often pumping out pollution and, and no. it's very bleak and, and solar punk is the opposite of that. Now, okay, here's your go testing question. Okay. Give us the names of a couple of books or authors that will give people a good idea of what solar punk is about. Mm-hmm. It's, like I said, I, I don't know if it's just because it's been recently defined that it's harder to find books that fall into this genre, mm-hmm. um, or if it's just because it's a new definition it's going to take a little while for everything to kind of come to the surface for what qualifies. The ones that come up consistently in the solar punk genre are Becky Chambers' Monk and Robot series, A Psalm for the Wild Built is number one. A Prayer for the Crown Shy is um, book two, and I don't know if there's another third one coming out, um, but that's literally in my purse as we speak mm-hmm. at my next read. Mm-hmm. Um, I also Actually, Aldous Huxley's The Island comes up a lot. Oh. Yeah, so, so I've got that on order. A brand new thing. Yeah, so um, I've got that one on order, and a lot of the ones that I found, like I said, I'm trying to find like uplifting things. But there's, yeah. you know, they're not all uplifting. They're not all. Um, they end on notes of hope, and they feature, you know, those utopian or you know, 
the, the societies that we talked about being eco-friendly, being mm-hmm. sustainable. Um, but there's a lot of, you have to put it in contrast in the books. And so that's one thing that I'm, I'm curious about wading into this is how much versus how much, what's the ratio here? How much am I going to be able to live in this happy little world in my head versus how much am I going to have to face the stark reality of, like, <laughs> what's going to have to happen before we can even think about that being a thing? Um, there is a book that came up. It's my number three on the list is Ecotopia. So, hmm. you know, you were pretty bang on with Ecopunk, and I think there actually is an Ecopunk movement. Yeah. Um, I have not delved into it, but I've definitely heard the term thrown around. Uh, so there's Ecotopia by Ernest Kallenbach. And then the other one that came up was an interesting one. It was Walk Away by Cory Doctorow. Ooh, I've heard of Doctorow. Exactly. He was on the uh, Canada Rees last year, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and a lot of his stuff is like sci-fi. Yeah. I think I've seen lots of like dystopian themes and that kind of stuff. So I was interested to see this come up because I'm I'm doubtful, but I have it on order. I'm going to check it out, and I will report back and let you know. But um, yeah, the walk away one sounds interesting. I think this that's the one where um, everything can be like 3D printed. Oh, clothes, fooding, uh, sorry, clothing, food, like all that kind of stuff. So then it's like you know what what do you do now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. But that's pretty much as far as I read into it. I'm going to pick it up and actually delve into it. It's almost 500 pages, though, so it's going to be it's going to be a big one. Hey, compare it to War and Peace, and it'll look like a like a afternoon read. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's true. I'll just I'll just carry it around War and Peace with me to make myself feel better yes. about it. Yep. Okay, Kaylee, we're going to go for a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about what's happening at Books and Company after nine. The Prince George RCMP is requesting your help in finding 50-year-old Philip Charlie Gunanute, wanted for robbery, mischief, and uttering threats. Gunanute is described as an indigenous male, five foot eight, 194 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. He is considered violent and should not be approached. If you know the whereabouts of Philip Charlie Gunanute, call the Prince George RCMP at 250-561-3300 or report anonymously online at northernbccrimestoppers.ca. The School District 57 by-election is set for June 17th, and everyone in the Prince George electoral area is encouraged to get out and vote. Glenview, Heritage, Malaspina, and Pineview Elementary Schools, along with the Van Bien Training Center, will be open from 8 to 8 for balloting. Those needing to vote early can do so at the Ferry Avenue School District office this Wednesday or Tuesday, June 13th, again between 8 and 8. Please bring two pieces of identification to prove identity and residency. Recent research by the BCCDC found that people with schizophrenia are at higher risk during extremely hot weather. When it's scorching hot outside, keep these important tips in mind. Stay hydrated, seek air-conditioned environments, dress appropriately, seek shade, reduce your outdoor activities, cool down with showers or baths, consult your health provider if needed, and check on any at-risk individuals you know. For more information on how to beat the heat, visit the BC Center for Disease Control website at bccdc.ca. Join Vantage Point for a free Law for Nonprofits Legal Lunch and Learn webinar June 14th. The one-hour session will introduce you to the Legal Self-Assessment and Learning Tool, a simple and low-barrier digital platform designed to help you understand your legal obligations and compliance under BC law. 
More information and registration for Legal Lunch and Learn, LSALT, is available through the workshops calendar at thevantagepoint.ca. Legal Lunch and Learn, LSALT, from Vantage Point, Wednesday, June 14th, from noon to 1. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Kaylee, hopefully the weather this summer will be such that you can spend most of your time outside reading your solar pump, solar punk in the sunlight. But if the weather gets a little bit nasty, what have you guys got happening in terms of special events down at Books and Company in the next little while? We've got a few things coming up. Uh, the summer is always a, a slower period, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited for a couple of things we have going on. Um, we've actually got a, I don't know if, uh, if you've seen this Pivot Legal um, Info Night that we've got coming up. Mm. Yeah, so this is this group out of um, the downtown east side in Vancouver. Right. And they're traveling around and just making connections and doing, like, like Know Your Rights Nights and that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so they're doing an info night uh, up in Art Space this Thursday. Wow. Yeah, so that's going to be kind of cool. And then we have Improv Improv on Friday. Yes, I yep. wrote about that one. I interviewed uh, Steph uh, last week. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yes. yeah. we've been really excited to ha- be able to have them back in, the, in Art Space. Yeah. And then we've got a, a sleepy couple of weeks, and then we've got Angela Starrett coming in. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard about Angela Starrett's event coming up? I can't remember if I did or not. Ah, all right. So Angela Starrett, um, she's with, oh, she's a reporter. She's, um... Oh, well, right I, off the bat, I don't like her. Oh, well, no. Okay. Well, well I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Angela Starrett is this awesome, she's, uh, gets on... And she's written this book called Unbroken. Mm, okay. And it talks about her life. Uh, she's been on the east side. She's grown up along the Highway of Tears. Uh, and she's been through some stuff. And now she's this investigative journalist that's just killing it. And um, has written this book about her story and the work that she's done investigating the missing and murdered Indigenous women in B.C., mm-hmm. uh, Highway of Tears, all these different things. So she's coming. She's gonna. She's initially only gonna have just a little key book signing down in, in art space. Right. And then the demand was there. The excitement was there. And uh, now she's doing a full talk upstairs with Betsy Trumpner oh. uh, from one to two thirty. I think it's gonna be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So that's on June twenty fourth. We're very excited to have them here. Okay. Uh, and that's going to wrap us up for June. We've got a couple of book signings in July, but aside from that, it's really going to be the sleepy, mm-hmm. sleepy month in terms of events. It's going to be warm. It's going to be mm-hmm. uh, hopefully not too smoky. No. Yeah. No. Now, still talking summer because kids are going to be getting out of school fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Um, kids' books, are there any sort of new titles out there, new series that people, that parents might want to be aware of? There are a couple of sequels that have been coming out that uh, that I was actually not expecting. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for it. I don't know. I think we've talked about the one and only Ivan. I believe we have some time ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that one was a big award winner um, about uh, a gorilla in one of those old mall zoos saving mm-hmm. uh, a baby elephant and getting her released back to the wild. So they had a sequel, the one and only Bob is who is the stray dog that comes into the play, and now there's the one and only Ruby, who is the baby elephant that was released back to the wild. Okay. So I'm excited to see that that one's come out. I'm detecting a pattern in the titles, by the way. 
Yeah, no, they really they, they took it easy on that. But it's good because it makes it really easy to spot. Yeah, and it makes yeah. it easy for the kid as well when they're being read to because yeah. they can say, I want to, mommy, read me one of the one and onlys. One of the one and onlys, that's yeah. right. I want the second only or the third only. And yeah. the nice thing with those books, Alan, is that they're really simply written. They're beautifully written, yes. but, like, it's not going to be blocks of text. So for parents that are... Um, helping their kids kind of work their way up to novels and chapter mm-hmm. books. It is. It looks like a beefy book, yeah. but because of the way that the the text is laid out in the on the pages and stuff, it's not super intimidating for kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of parents that I've spoken with have actually used it as a morale booster because it's a fantastic story. It's mm-hmm. a beefy book, but it's uh, not going to be one of the ones that the kids just throw down and they're like, "Oh, I'm done." No. Yeah. yeah, so it's not War and Peace, to go back to the theme of the... It's uh, not War and Peace. Yeah. No, no, this is all about no. easy reads, getting yourself ahead, yep. Now, another thing that I know our family always used to do when we were heading out for holidays, mm-hmm. um, we always made sure we took along a couple of jigsaw puzzles. Yeah, yep. And I think you guys have a few floating around still, don't you? We have a couple, we have a couple. I found a new... Um, Set of seven mini puzzles, which makes me very happy as a huge mini puzzle fan. Uh, so I uh, I picked those up and brought them home. They're all color gradients, so oh, oh lovely. <laughs> yeah, they're they're tougher, but it's only seventy pieces, so okay. you know they go well. You can just like you know put on some mindless TV, and if you want to turn your brain off for a little while, you just put that together and you're good to go. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about that, and we've been getting a lot more of the um, five hundred piece in. Mm, good. And I'll nerd out for just one second about puzzles. Mm-hmm. Our favorite puzzle company, this is completely a bookseller, like booksellers and people who work in retail will probably empathize with this a lot yeah. more than anybody else, but it makes me very happy. They've made the puzzle boxes smaller of, for Cobble Hill puzzles. Oh, okay. So they fit nicer on your shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and the joy that I had unpacking oh. those and putting them on the shelf and being like, I don't have to worry about some poor lady getting crushed under a mountain of puzzles if the shelf tips a little bit because these all fit so much nicer on the shelf. I'm very excited. And Cobble Hill puzzles are great to start with. with they are. They're the a box. wonderful yes. company. Yeah, the quality of Cobble Hill is great. Yeah. yeah. So now um, I'm trying to remember, with the puzzles, have you got them separated fairly easily in the store or is it sort of all the puzzles are kind of thrown together and you're making people go through everything to try to find the right one? Uh, I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. <laughs> um, the We've got them relegated to a couple tables at the front. Now, we did move all the kids' puzzles over to be with the adults' ones so that they're a little bit easier to go through and, you know, a little bit easier for us to put away. Yeah. Uh, but the the tables are not forgiving. No, mm. so, Cobble Hill is pretty easy to relegate, but uh, a lot of the other brands uh, are mixed up. So it's it's one of those like used bookstores experience. You got to come in and see it for yourself and sift through everything and uh, and see which one's going to speak to you today. Yeah, and, and you go in saying, okay, I want a puzzle to do next week while I'm off, and you walk out with five puzzles because you couldn't leave that one behind. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, and just remember though, if you do that, only open one of them at a time. Yes. Don't yeah. open multiple. No, it's not the same as with books where you can have two or three books going at the same time. With puzzles, you try to get two or three puzzles going at the same time, mm-hmm. and you're going to be looking at pieces going, that doesn't fit in this puzzle, does it? Mm-hmm. You know a gripe that I found? 
those that collection of seven mini puzzles that I talked about, they yeah. all came in one big bag. Ooh, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But what they do is they make the back of the puzzles different colors for each puzzle, so it's easy enough to sift out. But yeah. like. I had to go crafty and build boxes for each of them, and like, <laughs> I just couldn't have them all together. It's, that's not okay. Okay, Kaylee, one more time. I'm sure most people know it. Where are you guys at? How can people get information on Books and Company? We're at 1685 3rd Avenue, right across from uh, the Friendship Center, with a big purple building with lots of colorful bricks on it. Uh, you can find us online at www.booksandcompany.ca. Sounds great. Kaylee, as always, thank you very much, and we'll be talking with you or somebody else from there in about a month. Thanks, Alan. Have a great day. That'll do it for today's show. Um, Kylie and Darren on tomorrow, After 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 10. And for past shows, check out the archives link at CFISFM.com. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at yahoo.ca. This is Community Radio 93.1 CFISFM, proudly supported by Prince George businesses like Kopar Administration.